0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. We will give you some credit because you had a pick on
1: the Bills plus, what, two and a a half? half. What was your main takeaway from the
0: game? That the Bills, when the weather wasn't slowing down their offense basically to a crawl. when
1: there wasn't an excuse, when they won, there's no reason for an excuse.
0: Well, their offense dominated this game. Josh Allen played his probably his best game since the Kansas City game and really just dominated this Patriots defense that up to that point had been the most efficient defense in the league. So a pretty good look for the Bills offense. Well,
1: if you look at it, in the second half, it was here's the way it went. Buffalo field goal. New England touchdown, Buffalo touchdown, New England touchdown, Buffalo touchdown, New England interception. So the offenses seem to be dominating all the way around in the second half. In the second half, yeah. In the first half, and the game went in. It was, uh, let's see here, 17-7? 17-7 halftime score. Okay. And Allen scored last in the first half. Okay. So, some people would say, people are saying (laughs) that one or two plays goes differently. I mean, in a weird way, what you're saying about how well Josh Allen played almost could be scary as a Bills fan, because you could say, well, if one or two plays had gone the other way, and Josh Allen played about as well as he could... How do you beat it? I mean, it feels like him playing, unless you think Josh Allen's just gonna play that well specifically against New England. It's like, let's say you're a golfer and you're a 10 handicap, right? So if you shoot four over par, you've exceeded by six strokes. And if you just win against someone, are you wanting to bet them the next time? Couldn't the case be made that this, unless we believe Buffalo is particularly suited to do well against New England, which I don't think that's true, this was a great game and give them their, as the kids say, the flowers. Let's give Buffalo their credit. But does this bode well? If they match up... Again, there's a heck of a chance they could match up in the playoffs.
0: I think they do match up well with the Patriots Mm. because when Mac Jones has to be relied on to be the guy...
1: Yeah, but that only happens when... The Patriots fall behind. Sure, which they don't necessarily going to follow. To. It's not like the Bills have. It's not something intrinsic about the Bills that make them get a lead against New England. It's they got they've gotten a lead. They got a lead in this game.
0: The Bills have an elite offense, mm-hmm. and if the Patriots have to chase an elite offense, I think they're in trouble. Wow, wow! Just like I think the Chiefs would be a bad matchup for the Patriots.
1: And and that's cause of what?
0: Because the the Patriots are not. Because just a story. They're not Belichick's built when shootouts.
1: Yeah, but that's the whole thing. If 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 it gets into a shootout, it's not if what you're saying is the Bills are always going to score a lot against the Patriots and the Patriots can catch can keep up or not. Yeah, that is a good situation. I don't see it being true. But again, is this is in a way you're falling into the exact same Trap that we were talking about before the show, and that trap is when you have a limited amount of games, you overreact to the games that you have, and that includes even a sixteen-week, eighteen-week, sixteen-game, seventeen-game season. You could double the number of games, and you still wouldn't be sure. So, in the AFC East, the Bills are now minus eight hundred. Eight dollars wins you a dollar. If you want to say yes Bills are going to win, they were plus 250 2 weeks ago. All right, so in the NFC West, the Rams were 8 to 1 to win the division a couple weeks ago. Now they're minus 300. So think about it. $100 bet now wins you 33. It would have won you $800 2 weeks ago. It's crazy. But somehow the Rams beating Minnesota. You know, obviously, the loss, Arizona's loss to Detroit was unexpected. Sure. But it just goes to show you Arizona entering the year. And this is another example of a team that went way up and now they're going down. Arizona entered the year as the 19th favorite to win the Super Bowl. They were 40 to one and they were the fourth favorite or the biggest underdog to win the NFC West. So they were supposed to finish fourth in the West. They start out hot. Oh my gosh, how good is Arizona? They hit their peak. And now it's like, oh, they lost a couple. And it's like, now what's the truth? Probably somewhere in the middle it's usually going to be somewhere between the high and the low. And that's why we always like to bet against the high teams, the teams that are selling high, and we want to bet with the teams that are selling low.
0: I think I've certainly fallen a victim of that with the Bills, because when the Bills scored 17 straight points to send it to overtime, to the Bucks and then lost, I came in here and said, the Bills, they stink. I'm done with them. That was two weeks ago, and obviously now... It...
1: <laughs> your dad didn't... I mean, something with your dad made you react emotionally to these things. <laughs> I don't know. I'm RJ, but we are straight out of Vegas. AJ's here with the ghost of his father.
0: I think the truth probably lies somewhere between how I felt about them after the Tampa uh-huh. Bay game and somewhere, in how I felt about them after the game yesterday. So
1: you're starting to see the wisdom of my general, I am my general, hey, let's buy low. This team can't be that bad kind of thing.
0: And right? you kind of suckered me into taking an 8-1 to one on the Bills for the Super Bowl. And then they were like, 11 and a half to one the next day. Whoa,
1: whoa suckered you. Yeah, suckered me. Uh, listen, it, it, buyer beware. Let's yes. just say, like, I mean, when we're this is gambling. What, you want me to tell you what to no, bet? No,
0: I don't. Well, yeah, well, because <laughs> you wouldn't believe me anyway. That's true. All right. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. But then
1: there was one The Jets. The Jets. Now listen. And listen closely. This is probably going to be one of the best things you hear today, right now. If there's any team that knows it's not worth tanking, it's the team that drafted Trevor Lawrence (laughs) and the team that drafted Zach Wilson. The one and two pick. If those two are still deciding, should I play hard to get a higher draft choice? The answer is yes, you should play hard. Because you know what? The difference between one and two, it's a crapshoot. Yeah, they're
0: basically the same guy.
1: No. No, I think they're both just bad in different ways. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but let's be candid for a second. Is why did the I I am not a guy for advanced like aggression. I'm not one to go for it every fourth down kind of thing. Did you see the end of the Jets? Oh yeah. Yet? Did you see where they kicked the field goal? Yeah. Have I haven't seen a team kick a field goal in that spot in 20 years. Have you? No. I mean, it's like, you 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 should have, what, a 70% chance to score? them. I mean, they're on the one. It's not a two-point conversion. They're halfway there. So, let's call it 60, just to be like the Jets or the Jets. Most teams, if it is a two-point conversion and you get a penalty, they say, oh, well. They go for yeah. it, because it's well above 50. But then, even if you... Don't make it. They now got to go, you know, nine or I guess it would. Uh, they were down by two points or one so they can kick a field goal. But the theory is they're backed up on the one yard line. <laughs> and instead, they, they kick like a 19 yard field goal. I think they had to take a delay a game to try to get a decent angle on it. <laughs> and, and then they kick off and Trevor Lawrence runs it downfield like he's Joe Montana talking about John Candy being in the crowd.
0: But then <laughs> Then he turned back into Trevor
1: Lawrence. <laughs> then he then he throws a dump pass, goes down to like, you know, tight to the end zone. They don't have a second player call, so they had to spike it. On third down. On third. I mean no way would they have just like something you could shout out. And then I mean Somehow, I, I don't know how Urban Meyer is still hurting him. The ghost of Urban Meyer. Yeah, the ghost of Urban Meyer. But but then, they have two people in motion, and Trevor Lawrence is telling the one that's not supposed to be in motion, like, go in motion. He's telling them to go. Then, neither of them sat in the game. So, literally, if that last play, if they would have thrown a touchdown, it was a penalty. Yeah. So, it was literally, after they completed a pass to the one on second down, it became impossible for them to score.
0: Illegal shift penalty. It became impossible for them to score. And then, the craziest part is, they spiked it on third down and the reason why they were in such a hurt the play clock was almost to zero they had they spiked the ball they had that whole time yet somehow they're at the the last play of the urban game My- it's a panic urban myers they got tapes of urban myers screaming oh. at trevor lawrence calling him names and stuff if you if you if you believe the teams tank you would think that the Jags did it on purpose, but we've seen that thing enough. I think, but, enough but Jags I think games if anything,
1: help. it's you'd think the Jets did it on purpose because they kicked. I mean seriously, Mackenzie, you watch football. Your your first cousin is Kyle Shanahan. You know football. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen a team kick in that spot? At the half yard line, never. Like 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 as the last play, you know, as you reach a two minute warning or whatever. It's like this is a spot where you score the game's over. And it was like a seventy percent chance. What, were you kicking off. I don't care if it's Trevor Lawrence or not. As bad as he might be, there's still what a thirty percent chance or
0: so. Trevor Lawrence twenty five percent.
1: Yeah, then watching it maybe zero. <laughs> so here's my question. I, I'm I'm going to workshop this right now before I put it on Twitter at RJ in Vegas on Twitter. If you had to had one drive or no no one game one game to save your life. All right. Or the aliens? You got. We're putting together a team against the aliens, all right. And, and the Earth is at stake. But unfortunately, COVID's running rampant, <laughs> so you only got four quarterbacks to choose. Oh. All right. Here's the four: Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. Davis Mills. Mm-hmm. All right. Follow me so far? I'm following. Nick Foles, Ooh. Peyton Manning.
0: Today, Peyton. Today, and- <laughs>
1: <laughs> who would you want quarterbacking for? Now I know Peyton Manning's going to get a lot of votes, but I'm I'm trying to be serious here. I'm going to go Nick Foles. Nick third string, third string Nick Foles over the, the, the a generational talent.
0: Yeah. Okay. The general, the generational talent is eighty years old now. All right. That, no. Yeah. Oh, you're talking <laughs> about the other one. <laughs> I'm talking.
1: There's only, listen, there's only been four generational talents. John Elway was the first. Yeah. Then Peyton Manning. Yep. Then Andrew, Andrew Luck. Andrew And then Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And I think we're gonna have zero Super Bowls for the last two. It looks like. It looks that way. But but all joking aside, Mackenzie, who do you pick?
0: I think I'm going with Nick Foles as well. I consider Peyton Manning. I think a third, my a number third two. string quarterback. I mean, Nick Foles. Like he's been thrown in as a bad, a, a late replacement before, and he's done well in big settings. He's third string. <laughs> I
1: know. They 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 literally pay. They're paying a lot of money from that Jags contract. I mean, he's a Jag, too. There's yeah. a lot of Jags here, and and they paid a lot of money for him, and they paid. Uh, Andy Dalton, ten million to be the you know the the uh, veteran starter. So how bad is Nick Foles? And they saw Nick Foles last year with Trubisky. They would have given uh, probably a third round pick to get rid of Nick Foles this yeah. year. So you didn't give me a good option here. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> I just wonder why it's not Davis Mills. I mean, Davis Mills played a good game, but we just said recently for two or three times he's
0: played a good game. So he's played like three or four good games now. I, I, I'm certain he hasn't played four good games. All right. Well, would you take Davis Mills? <sighs> when we come back. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball.
1: Some people think they dominated, others think, hey, a couple plays, it was a nice win, though. No doubt, Bills in control of their own destiny to win the division. Super Bowl odds right now, Bills are the fourth favorite. The first favorite, Kansas City Chiefs, 4 to one you made a very interesting point about the Chiefs before the show—is how good these odds, or how favored they are at this point.
0: Yeah, the Chiefs right now are a shorter price than they were coming into the season, where they were the favorites. So any value that you had from that three and four start is long since gone, and now you're paying a premium on the Kansas City Chiefs.
1: Yeah, so they opened up uh, right before the season; they were five to one. They're now four to one, and. The second favorite coming in the season was the Tampa Bay Bucks. They're now the third favorite at seven and a half to one. And the Packers are surging. The Packers are surging. They're at plus 425. Now, I'm confused by this. Uh, plus 425? I mean, how long ago McKenzie was it? And you know what's funny? I mentioned it on the pod. I didn't mention it here, so I I'm, I can't take my bows. But... Green Bay was 12-1 to when I gave it out. And what was that? That was a month ago, right? Yeah, I'll get the exact date. No more than four weeks ago, yeah. I mean, what has Green Bay done in the last... It's almost like the market sometimes on these big Super Bowl-type markets where the public's involved. It takes a couple weeks for them to see what's in front of their faces.
0: Yeah that's interesting. I think the 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 high point of the odds for the Packers or I guess the the low point was when everyone was worried that Aaron Rodgers toe was just irreparable. Well, who was
1: worried about that? He he played the week the toe came out, you were cracking jokes about it.
0: I was, but the 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 odds went up. I mean, they were the no, I mean, the Packers. I but they
1: didn't go. It wasn't like they went up because of that
0: necessarily. You you saw a, a spike cuz of the the toe? Well, and also looking back, I mean, since that Vikings game, that uh, that was 4 4 weeks ago, They lost that game. They've won four straight, including wins over Rams at the Ravens. Like, quality wins.
1: But here's what's interesting. And this is, to me, one of the most curious lines of the year. The Rams were off the bye. Green Bay had yet to have their bye. Green Bay was home that game. And at one point, and it got bet back at the end, the Rams were like favored by two in Green Bay.
0: I think that day, when they went out and smacked the Rams around, that was the end of any like doubting what the Packers are.
1: Yeah, but let me ask you this is how many people, if you said, you have two choices, I'm going to give you $10,000 if one of these two teams wins the Super Bowl, but you only get one of them, Chiefs, Packers. I think that less than 15% of people are taking the Packers. I
0: think that's, that's probably pl- fair.
1: With Chiefs 4-1, to Packers 4.25-1, to it's almost the same thing.
0: Well, here's why I would say most people would take the Chiefs. Because when you look at the AFC, who's the next best team? Is it the Bills? Or the Colts? I think when you look at the NFC... Well, I'm not
1: sure who That I mean, are we really sure that Tampa Bay... As hobbled as they are right now, and and as they will be, Godwin is out for the year, right? Evans, when you start having those hamstrings, you never know what's yep. going to happen. And A B, as you said last week to lead off the week, uncertain. Now, obviously, we saw if anything how well A B did in that game, Tampa Bay against Carolina. Boy, Sam Darnold just isn't coming around, is he? <laughs> no, no, but. <laughs> Thank God they got him up for that cheap $19 yeah, million next deal. year in the 50-year option. At Tepper, I, I maybe I should get into hedge funds. If he was dominating <laughs> hedge funds, I don't know. We'll see. I'm R.J. Bell, straight out of Vegas with A.J. Hoffman. Um, It, it strikes me that if you look, no other player on the Bucs had more than, I think, three or four targets. I'm not sure if it's three or four, but like a very modest number of targets. And A B had, I think, 14 targets, 10 catches. It's like if he's that if he's out since week six, I think it was, and like 10 weeks, if two and a half months has gone by. He steps on the field and he's by far their best receiver to the point Brady doesn't want to throw to anyone else. How much reliant are they on Antonio Brown? Yeah, pretty
0: heavily, you'd have to think.
1: So what how relying how confident should they be? Because he gets hurt every year, or he's suspended, or, or who knows what else. Yeah. So it, it, what we're saying, he had 15 targets, 10 catches. Antonio Brown, and one other player had more than three targets. Brait,
0: Cameron Brait, the backup uh, tight end. How many targets did he have, McKenzie? Four targets.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, Gronk so, only two targets in the game. Oh,
1: Gronk! Gronk's like a car that you get, midlife crisis car that half the time it doesn't work. But even <laughs> but even if it does, you don't want to bring it out in the rain. You don't want to bring it out if it's cold. But I tell you, if it's seventy two and and not windy, it runs. It runs nice. It runs nice, baby. That's that's what you're dreaming about. But again, Gronk did that in the Super Bowl, so you know. And
0: he's now listen, Gronk back in the day was a different player. Sure. Well, I guess, and even with Tampa's issues, and you make a good point about Tampa's issues; they've got a lot of them. But then you also look at the Rams, you look at the Cowboys. It feels like there are other teams. Dallas is a legit. What have the Rams done? Being Minnesota, I mean,
1: with with with, um, Stafford with three interceptions. I mean, you can't. Are you higher on the Rams? Like, when will you look, I think the Rams almost. Are you higher on the Rams now than you were at the beginning of the year? No. Okay. So, I mean, I think the Rams are a clear second tier. I mean, are the Rams better than the Patriots? Yes. I don't. See, you just, listen, you don't like old school football. You don't.